Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I am Steve Guerra, and I am filling in today for Royfield because this is actually the 50th episode of Friday 15, and today we are going to speak with Royfield Brown, of all people, about his impressions on America.
piece of music and an artist that was maybe 20 years ahead of the time. Slave to the rhythm, quite simply, he is Grace. So, Royfield, you are a person who is of Jamaican ancestry and you grew up in the United Kingdom, but you've spent a lot of time in North America. What are your impressions of North America? Like, just initially, when you were a young man, well, when, let's start right there. Where, when was the first time that you came to America? I first came to America, technically in 1974 um, it was my first trip to jamaica i was five all excited i told people for about 10 years that i had been to america because my plane had a layover stop in i believe it was atlanta for two hours i remember looking out the window and seeing big trucks that's what i always remember about that and of course i hadn't been to america but as, but as an impressionable, impressionable five-year-old, that's a story I told everybody. I'd been to uh, the, the land of Starsky and Hutch. I'd been to America. When you were a little bit older and you came back to America, what did you, what did you notice? Maybe what was really special about America and what maybe got a little bit under your skin with America? So I really first came to America in 1996. My grandfather used to live in New Orleans. He passed on a, a few years ago now, unfortunately. But I was sent over to go see him and my grandmother, who had decided after 50 years of being separated uh, to give it another go and to live with each other again. And my first impressions were how polite everybody was. There's a real sense of just common or garden politeness to people who you don't know. And that really uh, took me aback. At that, and then also the fact that me being black, I'm in the Deep South, Everybody presumed I was an African-American until I opened my mouth. Um, so I did have that classic moment in a grocery store. So I had to ask somebody where the cornflakes were and they just went, what? <laughs> and I had to say it again. And they went, huh? <laughs> and literally, if they, if they were eating anything in the mouth, it would have fallen out. And the whole of the grocery store stopped. Everybody turned around, looked at me. It's a real movie moment. You know, the music stopped playing on the tannoy. And they asked me to say it a third time and said, can you please tell me where the cornflakes are? And then everybody started up again. So it, th that was it, the politeness of people, but then also the incomprehension that somebody could be black and speak with an English accent. Now, it's interesting you mentioned you went to a grocery store. For me, that's always when I travel internationally, I always go to the grocery store. What was surprising to you at the grocery store? that you know what I'm thinking about it and I'm saying grocery store I'm becoming so acclimatized it's a grocery shop I am British <laughs> you know th these these things actually slowly and perniciously get underneath your skin um being a we we're all accustomed to watching uh, US programs and films so I'm not going to say that anything per se actually surprised me but I like the fact that I was given a paper bag to put my stuff in that somebody did actually fill it for me which is something which never happens in, in the UK and it was just like a movie trope it was like here I am in America now the first time I ever met you in person was at Tim Horton's coffee shop are you a Tim Horton's fanatic now <laughs> 
I, I'm not my eldest child no who is gonna be 17 he is because it's uh, it, it opens till pretty late just down the road from where he is Tim Hortons for people that don't know outside of Canada is a very cheap and affordable coffee and donut shop and it's completely a Canadian institution and Canadians are, are as proud as Tim Hortons as they are ice hockey it just goes with with Canada and it's somewhere where you can go and spend less than five Canadian dollars and have something to eat and drink and sit for three hours whilst you toot away on your laptop. I don't understand why there isn't a chain of them actually in the UK because it'd go down extremely well. What about uh, the bar culture in the the United States and North America versus the UK? What did you have to get used to with that? Steve, now you're talking. Now you're talking, (laughs) right? I say this to people all the time. Bars in North America are great. Um, We have a pub culture in the UK, which is actually really, which is actually dying out. But the difference is, is let's say if I'm a single woman, if I go to a pub in the UK, there will still be a certain amount of stigma if I go there by myself in that why would a woman be going to a bar by herself that stigma doesn't carry in in the US you can go as a as a guy as a woman doesn't really matter on your own go to the bar which means to go and be sat in front of the bar man bar woman and you will be engaged and somewhat entertained and even if they don't do that the person next door to you it's kind of common courtesy just to say hi and they'll say hi back and 50 60 70 percent of the time not always but the majority of the time they'll strike up conversation with you uk bars pubs are not set up in such a way because of the whole tipping culture over here there is a slight performance element and a social element from the barman from the bar person we don't tip in the uk so bar people don't have to go out of their way to to welcome you they're not particularly that well well versed with the drinks they're not going to entertain you so i found it quite easy to come to north america where it's toronto to see my kids or new york new new orleans or the bay area which i where i now live and just go to a bar and make friends and it's something which you couldn't do as easily in the uk what do you look forward to as in your future as a future american <laughs> well i don't know if i actually want to be an american steve and i see what you did that's very clever steve well done if you're, if you're picking this up um i'm quite happy to be british i'm quite happy to be english um however yeah i do want to live over here so will i be a future american no but um i'm quite happy to be an american resident so you might not possibly be a future american or maybe not yet but one of the songs you uh wanted to point out and discuss a little bit was the future sounds of london the a song called papua new guinea now i admit that i have not i'm not familiar with that song maybe you could tell us a little bit about that song it came out in the early 90s it's about 1992 and it's just one of the most monumental pieces of audio i love it i love every inch of it so future sounds of london were this electronica group before the term was even coined from london and really it's it's house music but very early house music actually that predates this 
about 1992, um, a lot of it had very reggae sounding bass lines. My parents are Jamaican as we've just touched on in this interview, so I have a love of bass and that kind of walking reggae bass line which almost talks to you, which is at the root of all Jamaican music. Uh, my mother in the late 70s was really into Jean-Michel Jarre. She used to call it plastic music and I always kind of assign, ascribe my love of electronica to that. So musically, I had two really progressive parents. So I've always loved music which kind of pushed the boundary. This piece of music is incredibly heavy. It has a reggae sounding bass line. It's forward thinking of the time. It's just an amazing bit of audio where you can just get in between, swim around in it, and every time I hear it, it just takes me to another place.
Yeah, that was a really great song. I really enjoyed it. It definitely opened my eyes to a new form of music. Me personally, music never really touched me like it it does other people. But a lot of my wife is really into Steve, music. And Steve, Steve, what? Everything now become clear what? now. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not be touched by music? But I think it's one of the things that defines us as a species, that every culture has its own indigenous music, even if it's just knocking two rocks together rhythmically. Steve, I'm starting to question your humanity, sir. You know, I was never in a musical culture, I would say. Like, you know, we would listen to the radio, the pop 20 of the time, but nobody really in my uh, immediate family plays an instrument I can't carry a tune in a bucket I think it's just one of those things I don't get it like um, you know my wife she plays instruments my daughter plays instruments I'm sure my son will play instruments and that's like almost a, a part that I'm completely cut off from. You're, 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 a mu- you're a movie guy right you love a good film films are enhanced by music you know, then there is a, an emotional scene that director and the composer play with our emotions by playing something in, in a minor chord. So it sounds even sad or even more emotional. Right? How can you say that? You have a podcast all about movies. I don't say that I don't like music. I'm just not, um, I'm not as well versed in it. And I don't know the, you know, my... At my understanding of music is not very wide or deep. There's a surface level of some things that I like that I'll listen to if it's on and possibly, you know, like if it's music time, if we're on a long car trip, I don't have any control of the radio. That's not to say yeah, I'm not in touch with the emotional aspect that music can bring. When you're in America, you're in San Francisco or the Bay Area, what's just something about home that you desperately miss? Mm. Well, without wanting to sound too um, family-orientated, obviously I miss um, my mother and father and and I miss my daughter in London and my two kids um, up there in, in Canada. But and and I and I and I say this. And um, when my kids left the UK, Nonella left the UK eleven years ago now. The, one of the reasons why that move was tolerable for me was because of at the time MSN Messenger. So you had MSN Messenger before Skype, and I could see my kids. And Noah just started school. And he came home a few times and I helped him with his homework and we were 5,000 miles away. So the answer to the question, Steve, is really that technology has meant that all the bits of Britain that I truly miss, I'm still in contact with. And you kind of travel around with a portable little bit of Britain with you when you have a a mobile phone or a laptop. So I can still listen to the BBC. Um, on a Saturday morning I have to get up early but I've got all the live football matches happening I can watch them on MSNBC Sport I can you know so it's hard to say other than people because my times away from my hometown of Birmingham you know are quite lengthy is that whenever I go back there is a new building gone up in, in, in in the city centre and my hometown of Birmingham is really coming on leaps and bounds in terms of um 
culture and dynamism and you know and just every good indices you know Birmingham is on the up so um, do I miss Birmingham per se no am I still proud of coming from there yes but I can I can travel around I can take the bits of Britain um, that I want on my phone that's an excellent answer but I think a little bit too easy let's dig a little deeper there is not a pizza shop or a curry shop or a place to get tea and crumpets. Okay, right. You know, Steve, fair play to you, sir, as we'd say in England. Bravo. Right. Now, one thing I do miss is a good curry. Yeah, you. thank you. One of the things which is just laughable about coming over here, specifically the Bay Area, where there is a very good food culture here. There's no two ways about it. People here generally know their food, um, know how to prepare it, and they know the nutritional value of it. And probably it's the most food aware bit of the United States, I'd say. Um, California anyway, not just the Bay Area, but the whole state of California. To go into an Indian restaurant and ask for a Jal Frazee, and to be asked, do you want that mild, medium or hot? I couldn't believe it. The poppadom nearly fell out of my mouth when the waiter said that to me. A Jal Frazee is like literally the hottest curry you can have. Um, there's no such thing in Britain or I believe in India, as having that mild, medium or hot. So that's a real surprise. So I do miss really good Indian curries. And if and anybody that's spent any time in Britain knows that the national cuisine of England is curry, is Indian food. So I, I do miss that. Well, thank you, Royfield, so much for being on your own show. Uh, congratulations on, <laughs> on your 50th... <laughs> 50th episode hopefully we'll have 100 150th the 200 i'll i know i'll be looking forward to them well i'm thinking steve that maybe after i interview you about craft beer um maybe i'll retire the show (laughs) because i think that will be the interview to end all interviews because you're gonna have to convince me a dyed in the wool give me some cheap wheat lager drinker that all these craft beers are really what they're all cracked up to be I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. rollicking piece of post-punk pop from straight out of the garage. Here is Beaches with The Late Show.
gentlemen I give you rockers rockers hi-fi straight out of Birmingham UK and at the nexus point where reggae dovetails beautifully into four to the floor house music rockers hi-fi and push push
by simply typing in Friday 15. You can also find us on Twitter, where you can follow me, where I'm at Royfield, spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D. Now, every Thursday, you can jump onto Twitter and tweet me and nominate a song for me to put into this week's Friday 15. iTunes reviews, folks, are extremely important. They're the lifeblood of any podcast. Please go onto iTunes and write us a a glowing review and don't forget finally you can email me from royfields r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d at gmail.com see you all again in seven days time for more good music and great conversation hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 